I thought we could spend the day together and talk. Oh, we have the whole weekend to talk, and you know very well that I cannot cancel the Red Cross unless... Unless it's for this episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Reflux capacitor. Fluxing. Welcome, Rewinders and new listeners to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and games from 15 or more years ago. I'm your captain of the pod, Francisco Ruiz, and I'm joined by your own mind, Paul, the master interrupter, powers. Hey, Captain, you look pretty good. What did you do to yourself? Do to myself? Also, for this discussion of the film, The Parent Trap, we welcome back aboard our ship's yeoman, Ashley Cronenbitter. Hello. Thank you for having me back. Of course. Thank you for being back, Ashley. But Ashley is just one part of the twin team up to terminate, or I mean, discuss The Parent Trap. The other half being none other than our chief historian, Celeste Mora. Welcome, Celeste. Oh, Captain, my Captain. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Now, Celeste, this happens to be your 10th time on the podcast really uh, yes so historically do you know what that means um i talk too much no that's not <laughs> it means you that have also true attained the rank of officer our highest yes. rank <laughs> that you can attain because me and paul are the highest highest uh, right. <laughs> but you get all the privileges and responsibilities therein congratulations thank you so much for being on the show for so many times uh good job celeste so, yes, you are now a uh, historian officer. But now that you have a quick flyby of who we are, Paul, can you give us a quick overview of the production specs for The Parent Trap 1961? 1961. I know what you're going to do. All right. I'll keep Lindsay Lohan out of this. Uh, the Parent Trap was released June 21st of 1961, a year earlier than our previous episode of King Kong vs. Godzilla. So check that out. This, run, this movie runs uh, two hours and nine minutes. And is rated as past. Past what? I don't know. Actually, uh, it's the movie. Yeah. Board before whatever. the whole MPAA or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was directed by David Swift and it was written by Eric Costner. I don't know how to pronounce the two oot law things over the A, but anyway. And it was also written by uh, the director, David Swift. The lead stars being Haley Mills. Maureen O'Hara and Brian Keith and Haley Mills. The music was composed by Paul J. Smith with songs by the Sherman Brothers. Are you ready for the box office trivia game? I'm ready. Ashley Celeste, are you ready? Sure. Awesome. Okay. And chat, are you ready? I'll take that as a yes. Go for it, Paul. The Parent Trap was made for about $15 million and went on to earn over $25 million in the box oh. office. Not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah, given this and the fact that it was released way back in 1961, how high in the box office do you think it ranks among the other movies made in 1961? Go for the top 50, if you can. Top 50, okay. Uh, Ashley, where do you think it ranks in the top 50? Um, That's a tough one. Probably somewhere closer to 50, so let's go with 48. 48? I'm sure Babo says 42. Um, Celeste, what's your, what's your guess? Um, I'm trying to think of what else would have come out that year. So I'm going to, I'm going to guess 42. 40, okay. 
In chat, we have, uh, let's see, we have several uh, guesses. Real R case is three. Ooh, pretty high. Uh, Cellcast, middle of the pack, pretty much with 20. Um, and then D Tungsten guesses 27. Uh, Kevin Joshua Burham guesses 13. Bob, of course, guesses 42. Star Fox guesses 43. I'm going to guess, <clears throat> it can't be one. I, just for the lulls, I'm going to say $1, Bob. <laughs> All right. That number one or number 50? Well, number one, that number one. Okay. Close. It was actually number six. Oh. So the real RKO wins. Wow. Good job, Seriously. real RKO. Because he said three, yes. right? How? It was, that was really high because it's well, so Well, actually, came out that year? the Nothing. number one movie of that year was a movie we covered called 101 Dalmatians. Head thumb. Oh, that makes sense. Does it? Does it really? <laughs> All right. Well, good job, Real, R Real RKO. Thank you, Ashley and Celeste, for playing. Uh, and uh, thank you for those factoids, Paul. And let's see if any any of them factor into our memory mind meld or subsequent roundtable discussion, which we'll get into once Alice is located, our target film. Alert. Alert. Approaching target. Spoilers incoming. It began with an incredible resemblance, a remarkable coincidence. It's my mother. It's my mother, too. An extraordinary discovery. Golly. Sisters. And now, Susan and Sharon, two twins separated since they were babies, have an ingenious plan to get their parents back together. Switch? We could do it. It's double the trouble and three times the last when Haley Mills and Haley Mills team up to spring the parent trap. Surprise! Exclusively on the Disney Channel. See, it was Haley Mills and Haley Mills. Mm -hmm. That commercial definitely brings back some memories about the parent trap, but to give you some context for the things we collectively remembered most before our rewatch, here is our memory mind melt synopsis for the parent trap. Really long credits open with the movie tile set in a song form, complete with claymation cherubs, uh, mismatched twins, and mystery parents. Just who are John and Marcia? Two girls who look alike go to camp together and realize they are separated twin sisters as opposed to doppelgangers. <laughs> but these doppelgangers <laughs> play pranks on each other. They don't get along, and then they do, and then decide to switch places in order to get their parents back together. Surely no one will notice. <clears throat> They didn't take into account that dad may have found someone else. The staff, who are not as dense as the mom and dad, would realize the difference. And overall, they would need to try and bit, bit harder, bite harder than just getting them. Uh, try a bit harder. Try a bit yeah, harder. thank you. Try a bit harder right. than just getting them on the same side of the country in order to trap their parents. In lieu of pretending to be the other twin, the sisters dress identically and refuse to say who is who unless their whole family goes camping together. Parent traps? I'm sure there is a happy ending. Uh, I, I think kind of was right, but I'm just going to I'm gonna say some of it was. Decepted. I mean, there's a lot of like, oh, well, they should have done this. They, well, that's not about the movie. That's about other things. So, decepted. Yeah, we'll go with that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Based on those memories, as, as terribly flawed, so flawed as they were, what rating did they lead you to, lead you to predict for this film before we watch it? Another movie. Classic, <laughs> nostalgic, or tragic. Uh, Celeste, what was your prediction before rewatching it? 
I predicted classic. Classic. Ashley, how about you? Nostalgic. Nostalgic. Paul? Good call. I almost uh, predicted that because it had been over to almost 30 years since I've seen this. So but a I tragic and, and uh, prediction. Shot okay. for the moon and predicted classic. Whoa. Okay. And I has been years for me as well. I, I felt like it had... It was probably going to be wholesome at the very least. So I just said, I'll go ahead and just go with nostalgic. Um, but I, you know, it is Disney. So I was leery of that prediction. We'll see. Was was, was the wholesome um, a dig towards Lindsay Lohan? No, okay, no, just, just okay. no, not at all. <laughs> wow. Paul. Okay. Wow. Um, it'll be interesting to see if those predictions came true. But first, let's get into our discussion of the things we liked most about The Parent Trap. Let's spin up our... Best three. Best three things. Uh, okay, let's start with uh, Celeste. What's one thing you liked about The Parent Trap? 1961. Sorry. Not the year 1961. The movie The Parent Trap from 1961, in case that wasn't clear. It was. Okay, good. <laughs> so I really liked the end scene the camping not not the end end scene but like the entire segment of the camping because it just was very humorous to me and i think it played off the there's a certain feel to movies from this time frame and it really played up in that time like Uh. that that was just it was really funny and the the tricks you're like they're predictable but they were humorous and they're kind of harmless so and it was kind of like it was it was kind of nice that it was a bookend to the beginning where that started at camping, yeah. used a lot of the same uh, scheming oh, and stuff. Yeah. So that that was yeah, kind that of was... nice. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, of so course I, I think, knew that says Paul. I think the most not harmless one was the the giving her sugar water for mosquitoes because you know malaria is a thing, but. <laughs> In the States at that time? I don't know about that, but I suppose other other diseases for oh sure. Oh my gosh. When they put the honey on the bear, I can't oh, believe I mean, and the bear was licking the feet. I can't believe the actress was okay with that because how would they prevent the bears from starting eating like, like gnawing, gnawing on the feet? Could well could it have been a, really, like a dummy or something, maybe? I really hope there was a Those only look one like tank. real feet. They look like her feet. They were CG. Somebody had painted Guys, those toenails. They were CG. Toenails. CG feet. CG feet back in 61. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the technology. They didn't yeah. have CG yet. Um, but yeah, it definitely, like, did they not nibble her toes? I really hope they got that in one take. <laughs> yeah. I would have been worried about that as well. Uh, Ashley, was the camping or some other component of this film uh make your like list well camping definitely did not it wasn't up on the top but let me tell you what did actually a big thing that i really liked about this film were the supporting characters particularly her grandfather charles mckendrick played by the incomparable charles ruggles he was just so adorable and i remember even liking his character when i was a little wee one just thinking he was just so cheeky and just so funny and I actually wrote down one of his lines because I just thought it was so stinking funny about how when he first is introduced to uh, Susan playing Sharon coming back from camp and she says that she's making a memory of how he smells like tobacco and peppermint. And then he says, well, I'll tell you what, I take the peppermint for my indigestion. And as for the tobacco, it's to make your grandmother mad. And the way that he delivers it, he's just so cheeky and it's just so funny. 
And he's such yeah. a heartwarming part of this film, even though he's only on screen for a really short period of time, because he comes to the defense of his granddaughter when when the grandmother is ridiculing Sharon because of her short hair, and he says that he likes it, and later when she's actually revealed to be Susan, she lets the mother and daughter have a moment together and has the grandmother wait in the wings, and it's just fun how he's kind of a part of it all from the very beginning, and he's just very sweet. Ashley, Ashley, let me tell you this. Why you guys steal my classic maker? Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm right there with you. That I love that. uh, What was his name? Charles. Charles Ruggles. Yeah. He was. Oh my gosh. Delightful, right? Perfect. He was perfect. A breath of fresh air, and he was like the cherry on top. Yeah. I love that he was willing to conspire to get the to. He wasn't like he wasn't mad at. uh, I guess it was, was it Sharon or Susan. I. Got that confused. It was Susan as Sharon. Susan as Sharon. Yeah. And that he was, yeah, like you said, that he wanted to give uh, her and her mom uh, that moment. And it was just like, uh, he was just, yeah, he was totally, totally delightful. Loved him so much. I wanted him to be at the end. Was he at the end? I don't think he was at the end. Was he? He was. He was the very, very end. They were in the the very end scene for like, just kind of like the panoramic shot as they were going in. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I I would have liked to have seen him in a little bit more because I just liked him so much. But yeah, that was my classic maker. So again, thanks a lot for stealing that. Maybe you should get being boozled for that, Ashley. But I think not. That wasn't but in the term, I'm glad so. that we All have right, that in fine. common because he was just so delightful. Yeah, I totally agree. Paul, what was a delightful thing for you for this movie? Um, as soon as the movie began, the delightful music of the Sherman Brothers came on, and it was just so nice. I really liked the music in this film. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, the Parent Trap at the beginning and Let's Get Together uh, later on in the movie. And if you don't know who the Sherman Brothers are, you need to look them up because they're one of the best mu- music I mean, writers their music and Mary Poppins is fantastic. I will I'm yeah, completely behind really that. I wasn't I wasn't really feeling it in this one, but okay, that's that's fine. It's good. They're good. Do you know Next. who who sang the opening song, Paul? Um Annette Funicello and somebody else. Yes, Annette full of jello else. and oh who yes. was the other person, Ashley? I don't know the other person. All I can tell you is Annette Funicello. <laughs> and she was best known at that time for being on the original Mickey Mouse Club. So she was kind of like a teen heartthrob oh. at the time. So they were trying to get into the teen scene by having her sing that duet. And actually there was a version of her Let's Get Together at the dance as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. Oh yeah, that that's right. Um I, it's interesting. Tommy Sands was uh, was the male performer yes. in that, and they were actually both shooting Babes in Toyland at the same time, and they're called yes. over to sing this. So I thought that was a cool I connection. Was, yes, that's right. Yeah, um, but you like the the music on the whole, or just the Sherman Brothers pieces, Paul? The Sherman Brothers. The mu- the the audio score by the person I previously <laughs> mentioned was fine. The forgettable what? person. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're no Sherman Brothers. And I mean, no, they're no hey. John Billiams. So I mean, really. Yeah. The, oh, there we go. <laughs> very good, very good, Paul. So uh, the 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 music. Uh, let's go back to uh, Celeste. What's something? Oh, actually, no. Let's go to classic makers now. But since I did mine already, let me go ahead and do my other like that I liked, which may be some 
one of your classic makers, guys. Maureen O'Hara as Maggie, is, oh. she was just so winsome for me. Um, except yeah. for her domestic abuse. I didn't really care for that. But everything else. Oh, come just, on. Oh, excuse me, Paul. <laughs> Sorry. Very, Paul's a fan of domestic abuse. I just, yeah, I loved her character, how she was just so, she's so charming. And I very enjoyable to watch and uh, really enjoyed her as Maggie. So uh, let's see. Let's go for classic makers. Let's go to Celeste. Were any of the characters your classic maker, or was there some other com- uh, element of this film that you loved the most? Um, I think the general feel of the movie was my classic maker. It just had Aww. this this feel of of it's fun that we're dealing with serious subjects here, but we're going to do it in a fun way and in a way that you know m- doesn't make you all sad and upset. I mean, you have your moments, but. It was just a nice, lighthearted movie. So, see, Paul yeah. Celeste agrees with you that domestic abuse is fun and lighthearted. It's great. No. <laughs> see? <laughs> no. <laughs> Want to clarify, I don't... Never mind. You know I don't. <laughs> I know, of course. No. I'm totally... We are... The retro, re- the retro Rewind podcast, like none, of podcast. Its, none of its <laughs> members condone domestic abuse in any form at all. We are just making light... To because that's oh, is a small part of this film. <sighs> now you make me feel bad, Paul. Thanks a lot. Good. Anyway, hey, Celeste, the overall podcast is just like the film. <laughs> the overall fun is what was your classic maker? Fantastic. Um, uh, Ashley, did the overall fun happen to be the thing you love the most, or was there something else? It was not. Actually, my classic maker was a lot of the dialogue in the movie. It was just so memorable. And it still packs a punch 60 years later. I think of the main... I can't maid... believe it's 60 years ago. Yeah, I cannot 60 believe 60 years that. ago, but honestly, some <clears throat> of the lines... Did you say packs a punch? I thought we were not talking about domestic violence like that. <laughs> oh, no. oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Then let me... We, we I... do okay, go, please continue. Let me rephrase. There's a lot of classic one-liners <laughs> in this film, especially from the maid Verbena. When she say, yes. I'm not saying a word, not one single not a word. word. One and the word. fact that yes. it kept coming back in her delivery, she was yeah. just spot on. Una Martel was so good playing this cheeky in everyone's business made. And the way that she delivered that was great. And I think of some of the some yeah. of the things that people said to each other, like um, the house staff at the McKendrick house saying, wait till your grandmother sees your hair. And just how serious they were. And it made me laugh each time. And then I go back to that line delivered by the grandfather about to make your grandmother mad. And their delivery is just spot on each time. And it has to do with that classic dialogue. And you think of the conversation that um, Sharon is having a Susan with her father. And he asks, how do you think of Vicky? And she's like, I've always wanted a sister. And it's just yes, so, so great. Oh so, my gosh. so funny. And then I even think of later on when um, when Susan and the mother show back up and she's introduced to Vicky and she she goes up to Mrs. Robinson and she goes, oh, Vicky, you're just as beautiful as you've described and, or something along those lines. And it's just so flawlessly delivered and then she's like i'm mrs robinson and it's just the writing i can't tell you how many times (laughs) i found myself just giggling over these silly little lines and it's 
it's amazing to me, like how funny something that was funny then can still be funny to me now. The interaction between the grandfather and Maureen O'Hara when she was getting ready, where he's basically going, oh, Oh, yes. I forgot about that. You're such a brave woman for wearing your hair Yeah, aging with grace and dignity or something like that. Like, it was so well done that you're like, oh my gosh, I know what he's doing, but he's doing it in such a way that's... And she's saying like, that's the worst possible thing anyone could ever say. And just oh, the delivery sorry, of these lines, they're just, they're so good. Yes. I was so surprised. I... There were a lot of tones uh, in that conversation. And then when uh, the mother, Marino O'Hare characters, meets Vicky, and there were a lot of underlying tones that I didn't recognize as a kid. Yes, I mean, you, yes, as yes. a kid, you know what's going on. Yeah. But the way that it's written, exactly. and like little digs that each of them are giving to each other, it is so, I, I have to agree, it's very well written. This, even by this, today's standards, those This scenes. movie wins Absolutely. the award for passive aggressiveness. Yes. <laughs> but it does it but they do so it in, good. I was about to yeah, I was about to say, they do it in a way of, of grace and tact that is yeah. missing in today's culture. That is true. Totally agree with that. Absolutely. Well, what was the most graceful and or tactful and or uh, funnest part for you, Paul? Well, I, I'd be, no one has mentioned Haley Mills, so I'm curious if Haley Mills that, is your cosmic. I was about to say, yes, it's similar to what you were saying, um, Francisco. For me, it's the cast. Um, between... Uh, I thought the dad was fine, but Marino yeah. and 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 the grandfather and all the people that we mentioned, but especially Haley Mills. I mean, she is just a gem, and it's 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 weird to call her one of the the nation's uh, greatest treasures because she's not from the U.S. But <laughs> hey, who is? But anyway, <laughs> people, animals. Oh, that's true. There's, I'm sure. Anyway, yeah, we're not gonna get go there. But anyway, no, just the cast was delightful in this. How many uh, how many hot topics can we touch on tonight during this wholesome parent see. trap discussion? Racism, abuse. This <laughs> is <laughs> run the gamut. Okay, uh, okay, but the whole cast was your classmaker. Oh, nice. So, but yeah. you you would think that the the dad Mitch played by Keith, n- none other Brian than Brian Keith. Brian Keith. Yeah, that's by right. himself. Uncle Bill's a family affair. Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Him. Uh, he was the weakest link goodbye, you'd say? Um, I don't know if he's the weakest link, but of the... of The, the main characters. I mean, I, he, he was still... He did not do a bad job. He no, was still yeah, I wasn't trying to, to say that. Um, but it, he wasn't as memorable as some of the other characters, is what I mean. So he wasn't a scene stealer. No... But I do like the way he lit up sometimes. He just he did a good job. So yes, I'm yes. not I'm not trying to discount him. Sorry, Brian, but <laughs> <laughs> may you rest in peace. Um yeah. awesome guys. Well, uh I guess we can move on to the Oh. Wait a minute. Don't do don't move on. I think there's something you forgot. <sighs> yeah, you're right, Paul. There is something I forgot. Because I always seem to forget something. Oh my gosh, yeah. So here's the thing I forgot, guys, that I liked. Spirit Blade Productions. Since 2006, Payer Franson has been operating Spirit Blade Productions to create entertainment and resources that equip 
equip, encourage, and inspire Christian geeks. And soon after starting this indie studio, Pater expanded to include a ton more content and community under the banner of Christian Geek Central. I am personally a big fan of what Pater is doing, and you can join me in supporting him on Patreon so that we can help keep his ministry going and growing. Not to mention support can unlock fun rewards for you to enjoy. Head over to patreon.com slash productions for all the details. That's great. And Pater's awesome, so check him out. But is he a twin or something? What does that have to do with the parent trap? <laughs> Paul. Yes, Francisco. This seems, wait. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. Dang it. <laughs> this is so perfect in my head earlier. And I didn't write it down because I didn't want to tip my uh. hat to you what it was. Ed mode. Fine. Whatever. Whatever. Notes Edmund are important. Mode. Notes are so Put important. Put it in post. <laughs> <clears throat> no, I know it now. I remember it. Paul, okay. Now, I, I'm surprised you didn't pick up on this, but Pater has covered on his uh, YouTube series and the podcast WandaVision. See the connection? No. Only if you've seen WandaVision. Elizabeth Olsen is a twin. Oh. No, she's not. She's the she's the younger si- sister the of, of twins. twins. Yeah, she's not Ashley Kate or Mary Olsen. Wait, what? They're not twins? She, she, no. Elizabeth Olsen. You're not kidding on me. House. Elizabeth Olsen no. is the younger sister of Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen, the iconic duo that played Michelle yeah. in Full House. She she's not one of them. Seriously? She's their sister. Seriously. No, yeah. you guys are. We're serious. All right, moving <laughs> on. on. No, we'll let no, Francisco no. figure no, let that me, out later. Let me check. <laughs> Emily Dickinson wrote. Yeah, it's right here. I, I got the. No, I think you guys. Mary are wrong. Shelley. Anyway. Yeah. Mary check Shelley. Yourself, Mary Francis. Shelley. Now she's gonna haunt you. <laughs> That's a different and, Mary. Okay, you know what? <laughs> Fine, do, guys. Maybe there is no. But connection. But I do like how Haley Mills and Haley Mills got to both play in this movie. <laughs> yes, that that was nice. All right. Well, regardless of lack of connection, how about some trivia? Let's would have that some trivia. would that be fun? Yes. I think that'd be fun. Okay. Right. Trivia. Did you all realize? <laughs> did you all realize that this movie and the 1998 adaptation featured product placement from Nabisco? In this movie, what? the girls are seen eating fig newtons, and in the 1998 oh, yeah. version, look generic. The girls they were kind of huge. In I was today. I was saying that. Yes, I was saying that pre-show. Uh, and in the 1998 version, the girls are seen eating Oreos dipped in peanut butter. So my question to you guys is, what is your favorite snack food? So let's start with Paul first. Let's go with M&M's. I, my favorite is is uh, mint, but, you know, it's good to have peanut on hand when there aren't mint around. Wow. Glad you're prepared, Paul. <laughs> uh, Ashley, how about you? Probably cheese and crackers. I'm like... As simple as simple can be, but you get a good brick of cheese and you slice it and you've got some good crackers. It's really filling and it's delicious. Do you have yeah, a particular thin crust pizza? Do you have a particular wow, Paul? I pick their um, uh, flavor of cheese you prefer. Uh, that would be extra sharp cheddar. Ooh, that's pretty good. Celeste, what is your favorite snack food? Um, I am a big fan of ice cream. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Just in general, ice cream nice. is a thing for me. Do you have a particular me. maker that you like um, better? I do, but I have two. So I have I have issues where I can't have as much sugar. It makes me sick. 
So mm. I have a flavor or a brand for when I'm being good oh, and a brand where nice. I'm going, I'm going to regret this later, but in the moment, I don't care. Yeah. And I'll just pay the piper later. Um, <laughs> so, Still uh, but my, my, uh, there's a brand called Rebel Ice Cream that they use erythritol and xylitol, not xylitol, yeah, xylitol as the sweetener, which is not quite as bad for you as like aspartame. And mm. then they're pretty good. It tastes close, close to real ice cream. And then nice. uh, I like Brahms Ice Cream, which is a, it's a Texas company. Okay. Does I was going to say, I haven't Dracula? heard of either of those. Wow, Paul. Yes. Brahm Stoker's ice cream. <laughs> it's blood uh, flavored, I'm sure. It's it's I am not gonna say that because it's appropriate it's to die in some countries. It's to die for. Nice. It's to undie for, Paul. Because it's yeah. undead. Uh, yes. Uh, Makes you want to uh, live again. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, that's fantastic, guys. Uh thanks for those answers. Great trivia, Francisco, and I have our answer to our last audience question, which again, what was the first kaiju movie you saw? Ooh. Thank you to Nathan and Drew for answering the questions, but the Dapper Man beat you to it because his name was drawn this time. <laughs> and this was his, re his response. The first kaiju movie I saw was the original 1933 King Kong. Thank you for sharing, Kevin, and you'll get a free month of fourth dimensional fan club membership to cause all sorts of mayhem and havoc visual effects to happen on our live streams. Um, yes, indeed. So, yay. Uh, now, here is this episode's listener question. Are you ready? What is your favorite snack food? What is your go-to munch, 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 nom, nom, nom? Yes, indeed. So send your answers to trivia at RetroRewindPodcast.com or leave a comment below in the video version of this by the time we record the next episode, which gives you usually a week and a couple of days. But now that we have all had some trivial fun, let's find out what memories you, our awesome rewinders, had about The Parent Trap. Uh, Becky Williams says, I can probably quote the whole movie. Kevin Joshua Burnham says, a fun family film. Can't believe Disney made so many sequels with Haley Mills on The Parent Trap. Yeah, it's quite a. F yeah, there's two and three, and then I think that are was there it, more? So. I think there's just three. There's one where she's an adult. There's three. I think that's two there's and two. Three. Two and there's three. There's two and three, and adult. then there's a third spinoff of three. What? What? Yeah, there's. What well, the the third one is? Oh. They go to Hawaii. Okay. Oh no no that's right? Saved by the Bell Indiana Indiana. This is Indiana. not Good Morning Miss Bliss. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I have to Google this. I swear Parent I saw four. Three. But watch me be wrong. But well, well, well. Maybe it Paul's was double vision. Yeah, double Let's vision. Uh, Stephanie Rust. Parent Trap, honeymoon, Hawaiian honeymoon. Okay. Was that considered four? Sorry. Sure. Whatever. We're gonna take some time. Yeah, let's take some time. And we're gonna dive deep into this. There we, was we two. Trap there was two. I remember You're right. there was then there was three and then there was and then there three was the Hawaiian honeymoon the uh, Hawaiian honeymoon I feel validated You're right yes. there were four good job well done I know my parent well traps and I've seen them all <laughs> and it's a it's a it's a big downhill Your claim to fame Oh oh in terms of quality of the films you mean 
Oh, okay. Gotcha. Oh, <laughs> it's a good thing you weren't saying her claim to fame was downhill. Well, yeah, that's why I thought too. Uh, Stephanie Russell, back to your memories. Stephanie Russell says, I need to watch this movie again. The original is always good. Now, Paul, I expect a really good impression for this next one. No. <laughs> I, I don't know why. Anyways, uh, Applesauce Photography 2018 says, I remember everything. Love this film. High point, the revenge sequences at both campsites. Ha ha ha. That sounded just like applesauce. I, I could well, I can hear apple. Enough. Yeah, I think so. Do That's what to... applesauce sounds like, in case anyone was wondering. Exactly. <laughs> applesauce photography, but okay. Wardale White <laughs> says one of the first movies I would see when the Disney Channel came in came on in nineteen eighty three. When it was Likewise. a channel that parents could watch could watch with their children. I remember loving the chemistry between Maureen O'Hara and uh, Brian Keith. And also though played, though played by both Haley Mills, the chemistry between the twins. I love how the overall story came together. Leslie Ham says, I love this movie when I was a teeny bopper. Uh, Stephen Forrester says, I actually just watched this, this again. I love the story. And Maureen O'Hara was absolutely stunning in this movie, as she was in everything she ever did. I really liked the chemistry between her and Brian Keith as well. I felt that Haley Mills' performance was a little spotty, though. It was the fine, it was fine much of the time, but then in certain scenes, she would blow it and come off as incredibly cheesy. The worst example probably being the camp scene where the girls uh, find out they are sisters. Overall, I love. What? Oh, you disagree. I said I disagree. I thought that was one of the better scenes. I, I liked how this film, I wrote down as one of my other likes, since we didn't get to all three, is that how it takes the time and there are moments where like, um, they realize they're sisters. A lot of movies like would kind of rush through that, but sure. it's like when the grandfather realizes and like when all these real these moments, this film lets those scenes breathe, and I thought they oh. did a great job. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, he continues, overall, love the movie. And the let's get together, yeah, 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 song was stuck in my head for the next two, next day or two. Yeah. John Harju says, I remember my sister liking it and me being bored. <laughs> Even from a young age, my taste in entertainment strayed towards the strange and bizarre. <laughs> and finally, Alex Ortiz says, before YouTube... A TV special about movie mess-ups showed me that Sharon's arm gets cut off during the Let's Get Together when she swings her arms over her head. That's now all I can see when I watch the scene. Very distracting. Well, I looked. I couldn't find it this I, time. I could see, and even in your post that you made for what I'm watching now, Paul, the shadow yeah. of the right hand, Haley Mills, you can see where if it moves over, it, it blurs out. Well, it just blurs yeah. out. There's a gradation oh, okay. there. It's like, what's happening to the shadow? It's a ghost or something. But yeah, I, I didn't see the the arm thing. Regardless, uh, now that uh, Alex's comment leads us right into the things that, like an arm, should have been cut from this the parent trap. So it's time for our worst three worst three things. Two things. Celeste, what was something you didn't like about the Parent Trap? If there was anything. Now I'm I'm going to preface this with with I understand the time frame and that they did not have the technology that we do today, but sometimes the green screening of Haley Mills with Haley Mills was rough oh it I was never real rough or like they really? would like 
There were certain scenes where they would like have them walking through the park and you could tell oh, they Boston. weren't really Yeah, they weren't working. in Boston. They never went to Boston. <laughs> well, no, here, oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, hold on. Okay. Is that the, yeah, that's the part you fell asleep no, on. No, okay. I didn't fall asleep on the part. <laughs> this was a dislike, but it didn't make my top two. Continues to last, and I'm going to add on to it. Please continue. Okay. So it just, it was really frustrating because I've seen Disney do better. And so I'm sitting here going, were they just trying something new that they weren't familiar yeah. with? Like, mm -hmm. was this a brand new technology that they were trying to do? Or, because like the stuff with Mary Poppins that they were doing with the, the cartoons and whatnot was great. It was fabulous. That's a different background image it, than a it real It is. In, in, and maybe yeah. that's the issue, but it just, it was a little rough sometimes. It made me go, ooh. <laughs> so that, that was what a What is this? I'm watching a movie? Come on. <laughs> I, so what I'll say, what I'll add to that is, so I didn't notice anything that was really rough about like Haley Mills and Haley Mills and that aspect of it. But when it went from, from yeah, they're in a green screen taking a picnic and then walking, doing the like, let me just move back and forth, and we're pretending we're walking. Like what the junk, Disney? And then and then they to make matters worse, they pull out to a wide shot where they're in the actual park. I'm like, okay, why couldn't you just film in the park? I was like, okay, maybe they had to do this in a studio. They couldn't get to a park. All right, fine. But no, no, they're they're literally in the park. And so and then at the end, they do a green screen of the ranch that they've been filming on for most of the movie for the wedding. I'm like, oh, come on. What's wrong with this? this it was it was like it was an alternate scene added at the end. We need mm -hmm. something at the end. I mean, yeah. OK, I could see that, but it's still uh, that just really perturbed me that. It's like because yeah. the overall quality is like they're there like on set. They're they're at the camp. It looks great. Mm -hmm. They're they're in the ranch. They're in all these Again, places. You got to remember this was filmed 60 years ago. They weren't expecting people to watch it on home video. They thought maybe people would watch it once you know, ever maybe. And then if it, if they were lucky enough to have it re-released in theaters, it would be at least 10 years. So, you know, it's, and it's going by quick. But. I, yeah, yeah well, I, I suppose that's a good point, Paul. That, no, that but is... it did, it did, it, it did make my dislike list, but it was cut off okay. as well. All right. All right. But it, you're absolutely right. It was mind boggling to me how Haley Mills looked so good with Haley Mills, but they didn't look good in a part. I mean, what <laughs> Well, see, and then even sometimes when Haley Mills was with Haley Mills, there were issues, and you're mm -hmm. like, I can I can see the line, but I also have to take into account that I, when I was a kid watching this movie, because I remember going, that looks weird, um, oh. but we we recorded it off of the Disney Channel, yeah, onto a VHS, so which I was just, legal at the time. Oh with, yeah, that's oh good, that's good to know, um, <laughs> but. It might have been. I don't know. I Actually, don't I think it. it's always been legal to record off the TV if it's well, free over it air. Wasn't, it, there, there was at one point. It wasn't legal. It wasn't illegal, but then they made it legal like in the very early yeah, 80s. Yeah, because you're essentially, just, coming out. you're essentially just time shifting your viewing. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, whatever it was, I watched it multiple times, and I just always attributed the weirdness to this is on a channel on a VHS that's now, you know, 10 years old mm. so watching well, that, it on disney plus makes me go oh no that wasn't just the vhs although i will admit it was nice to not have the ad for the disney channel in the middle of the movie <laughs> nice yeah, yeah that's back when the disney channel was not as good started when it 
started to become not good. Mm-hmm. Womp, womp, oh, womp, downhill, Disney, Disney Channel. Womp, and it's womp, still Disney. down there. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? Whoa. Whoa. I'm sorry. So they still have the Disney Channel? Even though yeah, they have it's Disney really Plus? weird. Yeah. Why, they, why they still have them around is beyond me. They just should put everything on Disney Plus and get it over. Well, regardless. Because some people still pay for cable. Apparently. Yeah. Let's go to Ashley next. What's something that you didn't like? About uh, Disney Plus, I mean the Disney Channel, I mean the Parent Trap. I couldn't have been the only person bothered by Haley Mills slipping into her British accent. Could I have been? It drove me absolutely batty at certain points in the movie because I did watch it on Disney Plus and I watch most things with subtitles on. And you know they're yeah. making a point when the subtitles actually say in parentheses British whenever Sharon was but speaking and. I was about to say that was Sharon's role. She was that was her neighborhood. They grew up in that. Yeah, no she was one her else in her family has that type of uppity accent. They carry themselves in a way they're poised, and they they have a sort of accent for Boston in the Charles 1960s. Darling. But because they they were older and they had more of an acting background, I felt like they carried themselves with kind of almost like a transatlantic accent because they were classically trained and grew up in the early days of screen time. And Haley Mills, she was very young at the time, so there would be times when she would be playing Susan, and it would be ever so subtle, but it was very convincing that she was doing her best job mimicking an American accent, but when she was playing Sharon, she dropped into it more heaven, more heavily than other times. And there were certain mo moments in the movie where it just got lost, and I'm like, this is driving me crazy. Why am I getting so mad at this? It was like a suspension of yeah. disbelief for me, just because she kept... And the fact that Ooh. Disney Plus had it in parentheses, British, and then, then the lines. And I'm just like, nah. See, to me, it was... It may... And I may be giving Haley Mills too much credit, but no, to can't. me it was more a matter of because she was Susan pretending to be Sharon, right? When it was happening, and so to me, her slipping in and out of it was indicative of the fact that she was pretending to be a twin that she wasn't. I didn't notice it when they were in their right spots. Happened a little bit here and there, but I guess mm -hmm. I, I'm just I'm just so used to it. I mean, I'm thinking of like what they did in the remake to kind of change that and make it actually part incorporated into the film but this i'm like i understand that Haley mills was fairly young at the time and it, it could have happened to anybody but the fact that it happened so frequently i'm just it it lost me i'm like people from boston in the 1960s don't sound like that i'm sorry yeah we're time travelers we would know <laughs> yeah right we, we would know i i wonder if this is a product of now, so for me, for, I've only, I think I've only honestly seen this movie one time before as a kid at some point. And then seeing it this time, I didn't notice that, but I wonder if I was so sort of focused on the other elements of like what's going on in the story and following that and just seeing that through and just seeing other elements like bad green screen that I didn't pick up on that. Though if I had been, if I've seen this movie several times over the course of my life, I'm more, I'd be more, uh, more ready to pick up on stuff like that. So I wonder if that yeah. might be the case here. Yeah. I'm sure it's there. I, I noticed that there was something, but it didn't bother me because I think I was just too focused on other things. Yeah, I think it's because I've seen this movie so many times that we actually had a legitimate copy on VHS. And Whoa, shots we, fired. We had Jeez. it in the Disney classic <laughs> clamshell. So it came out in the 90s and we watched yeah. it on home video. And I remember watching this movie so much and I'm like, 
she it she always sounded a little off to me and it wasn't until as i got older i'm like oh yeah she's british yeah you british uh she was born to mr robinson of the swiss family robinson oh my gosh uh that's her dad great paul what's what's fine what's a dad what that's not a joke what's something that's bad <laughs> about uh parent trap for you oh my gosh so ashley touched on this earlier when she mentioned the the running joke of wait till your grandmother sees your hair well look what you've done with your hair so it was long before and now it's short. And guess who has short hair? You? Her right. grandmother. Oh, right. It looks ex almost exactly like her grandmother. Right. And like, Why'd you cut your hair to look more like you, grandmother? Don't you like it? <laughs> so, okay, well, here's something that I think is more of a time issue for me because I, I think I wonder the whole hair issue i wonder if there's something missing for me having not grown up in that era that styles meant something different like because the mom had her hair up up and then mm -hmm. she had it fuller and then that was more like cut, youthful yeah. i guess and so and then yeah but then the grandma had hers up but then she was sad when the she, then Haley mills or sharon cut her hair it was it was confusing to me. I wasn't sure what certain hairstyles were supposed to indicate. Like the the young the 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 Vicky who was the young person that Mitch was going to marry. Um, I I was like, you don't look that young. You look you and Maureen, uh, you and uh, Maggie look about the same age. And I'm like, okay, I guess you're young. Um, I would actually say that Maureen O'Hara looked younger. Yes, a little bit. Yeah, almost. Um, so it's the silver hair, yeah. Though I did look it up, the uh, Vicky was played by a twenty-six-year-old, and 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 Maggie. No way. Yeah, she looked like fifty-six. I know, right? Like, that well, and me and Paul talked about her. this. It didn't help her. No, no. Well, I, it, she may have been prematurely gray or silver. I think oh, that's maybe what, that could be. But she had strong like jaw features, which you usually don't see in someone that twenty-six. But she has wow, a strong jaw. <laughs> Where's that from? I'm quoting I something. No I don't idea. remember where that's from. Oh, I, I, is that Friends? But going no. back to the yeah, grandmother, I thought she had longer, the grandmother had long hair and cut it and then regretted it. And maybe that's why oh, like, she I told her. Because, I could see that. You know, everyone knows in 1 Corinthians 11, 15, it says, but a woman has long hair, it's for her glory. So, you know, don't cut your hair unless you, you have to. Wow. You want to. Okay. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was gonna sort of go off on that, but now you, the, thank you for, as much as I appreciate the scripture, it totally derailed my train of thought. You're welcome. <laughs> I'll go to the thing I didn't like though, which was, and I mean, I guess it's, this could be another different time. People just felt differently, <clears throat> but as a parent, I cannot imagine being willing to be away from my child for pretty much their whole life and just like oh well i'll take one you take one it's like that seems horrible that's just like the... what what judge approved that yeah i and yeah we, that's another whole issue it seems like yeah it may have been common back then or i maybe, should say more common like in the in the law books it may have been allowable back then yeah and it that, may be different now. that just I don't know. seems so uh, i mean judge judy maybe <laughs> wow no Watner for sure no I just I'm surprised that 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 didn't seem to they both um, Judge Solomon there you go 
both of them. Yeah, cut the baby in half. Except there's two, so you That's each can have did. one. Instead of having to cut yeah, it down exactly. the middle. One whole baby. Still sad, though. Both one whole baby. Could have vision report. Both Maggie. No, Solomon wins. <laughs> Mitch. And Mitch. That is his name, right? I'm not saying the Mitch. actor's name. Yes, Mitch. Mitch. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Thank it's you. N- it's not uh, Keith, Brian. Thank you. Uh, both Maggie and, and Mitch um, both feel like. I'm, I'm just they both seem like they're they're happy and overjoyed to see the 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 daughter that they didn't grow up with but it's like i that seems just so crushing to like not to know that you have a uh a, a, a son or da- daughter in this case but a son or daughter somewhere else that you're not going to see grow up at all so i'm just i'm just surprised that there wasn't I don't know. It seems like there'd be more to that, that they would address that in some way, but they don't. And so I'm just like, I'm a little flummoxed about that. So that's, that's more personal that to me. Your tragic maker? No, it actually, I, it actually does I, not I, go into my I, tragic maker. My I tragic maker tragic, is very much a Francisco thing. <laughs> I thought your tragic maker was like, how come the parents can't figure it out that that's not their kid, but their helpers can. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, that's a good point. I didn't think about that part, but <laughs> Uh, that actually was my tragic maker. What? Yeah, I called it. Well, I'm sorry. You know what? That's fine. Let's get into tragic makers because that was the last dislike of our dislikes. So let's expound. Why was that your tragic maker? It's just so frustrating because, like you said, I can't imagine a parent being willing to separate themselves from their kid. Like, I know it happens. I know that that happens. But generally, when it happens, you don't take one and leave the other like generally when that happens it's a complete disregard and so i'm sitting here going why would you do that like what kind of therapy do these girls need to go through now because mom rejected this one and dad rejected this one like what is happening to these children psychologically so well, it according just, to the dad in this you just don't think about it yeah no that that's i mean it's very 60s um yes i predict that as well cellcast um (laughs) (laughs) so but it just it was so sad to me and then to see the parents reunited with the other one that they thought they hadn't seen it just it it almost ruined the feel of the movie because they were so upset and i'm going you did this to yourselves so and I then the, it was very touching when they reunited. They were very happy was, to see. It was, but they also did it to themselves. So I'm going. That's what well, you get. yeah, but <laughs> but still, it's good to have those moments. Hey, I've done things in my life that I regret, and then to to see Paul, like all the master interrupted regrets. No way. Yeah, I'm not perfect, but <laughs> um, I it would be great. I I thought they it was great to see them reunited. Yeah. I will give you that. It was good. But then they went on to the whole, okay, well, what do we do with them now? Because we can't separate them. One of you move. Like, you don't have to live across they're, the country. You can be grown adults and talk to each Celeste, other. But Celeste, the Red Cross. You can't miss your meeting with them. There's a Red Cross in <laughs> California. <laughs> like, just Well, they the, have family over in Boston where, okay, first of all, who goes to Boston for Christmas where it's like cold and re- and like snowy and black ice and all that dangerous stuff? No, you go to California for the wintertime and then the summertime is out in Boston area. That's the way to do it. 
Good to know. That makes sense to me. So, but yeah, it just, it seemed like the kids were suffering because the adults couldn't be adults. Yeah. And again, I understand that is a common thing, but still. Absolutely. And I wonder how common this was where there is, there are a lot of times where kids just started half the school year in one school and then on, and then back the, the other half at another and they would go back between those two schools every year and just only do half of them there. I mean, Francisco, you and I are, are military brats. We kind of have a, a clue into that, but it's not to that degree. You yeah, know what I mean? Not at all. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You're still moving around with your family and you have like, you have a, a, uh, core set. That's always this, a familiarness that's always there. Um, yeah. but yeah, that's, that would be really strange to do something like that. Yeah. Um, but let's move on to uh, Ashley. What was your tragic maker for the parent trap? Well, I definitely agree with all those things that were said about how that's really tragic, how the twins were split up. The thing that bothered me the most about this film was that there seemed to be little to no consequences for so much of the things that happened in this film. I look back to the very, very beginning and you think of the girls playing pranks on each other and how oh, yeah. and how the girls that actually sabotage the bunk there's zero consequences for them and i know like well, they never got they caught. never got caught and it's like but the girls who were in that cabin got punished and it's like seriously would they really do that to themselves why are you punishing them for something that they had no part in and the only reason why they got that retribution is because ooh a canoe got tipped over and we're wet so now we need to get revenge and it it just was so silly, and there seems to be almost zero consequences. Yeah, you, the only consequences let, that happened was the two girls getting paired together in the isolation table and tent. Everything else... Well, that, they, that's because they got caught fighting. They got oh, caught. Oh, yeah, they got caught. But everything else that happens later, there seems to be little to no consequences. These girls, they lie to their parents. They impersonate yeah. each other. Their parents are like, oh, I'm yeah. so happy to see you. And I, I mean, it's great that they got to reunite, but they there was no consequence for that. And then at the end, when they just go and they are doppelgangers and they refuse to tell who is who, and they're basically pouting and throwing a fit. I mean, I get it. They didn't want to be separated. And it was the only thing that they could come up with. And what happens at the very end? Like, the parents get together. The girls don't get any kind of punishment that we know of. And basically, it's saying, like, yeah, just lie to your parents, impersonate each other, and have no consequence. Because it doesn't... Wait, see, does wait. the end justify the means? Are there ever no consequences? And that, as an adult watching that now, I'm like, seriously? You're basically telling them that it's okay to do this. So your tragic maker in this are disobedient kids. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. Victory! <laughs> wow. <laughs> Did not see that coming. And what's funny is, I'll, I'll take it, uh, because my tragic maker is related, but not in the way you think. Um for I, I agree, something felt very off, especially at the end when they're like, we're not going to tell you who's who, and you're just going to have to deal with it. I'm like, no, that's, are it's almost like they don't, I wonder if there's a case of, I've been parenting this one, but I'm not used to parenting the other, so now I don't know how to parent all of a sudden. It was just very strange that they didn't. Or I thought they were old enough that they would stand up to their parents and just refuse. Well, I mean, that's kind of what they're doing, though. Oh, you mean to yeah. go? To just yeah, go yeah, without yeah, whatever, to yeah. to I guess. Yeah. Regardless, it just seemed really weird. I mean, it's. I mean, I guess I'd be almost like, 
fine. You know what? I'm just going to take this one. It may be the wrong one, but that you, you kids are deciding putting us in this predicament. We're not going to, we're not going to go down to your level and play this game. No, you're just going to, this one's coming with me, I guess. Um, if you want to do that, I mean, I, again, I feel like the way they separated them was not good at all, but I don't think you don't, um, make, make a right with two wrongs. Anyway, uh, parenting aside, explain that to the kids. (laughs) Like you've just separated them for their entire life. Hey, what we did was wrong, but what you're doing is wrong too. And oh yeah, like that's going to make up for it. Okay. Okay. Regardless, that's not in in full that's not my tragic maker proper my tragic maker proper is (laughs) (laughs) two elements of this home the beginning and with the the bunk that is sabotaged and vicky's tent that's sabotaged there is no way you do that much moving there is no way you can move around do all that wires all the mud all the honey all that stuff with not waking up one person no you I don't know, Celeste. No, I don't see no, no, I have I have an example. Yeah, Indiana Jones. If you ever watch The Temple of Doom, oh, yeah. if no, no, you're no. in an Indiana no, no, Jones no, no. movie, that can fly. I, I have a real-life example. Okay. Yeah. All right. May, may I share it? Yes, yes go please. Ahead. Okay. I am a really hard sleeper. There you go. I have to have the the most obnoxious alarm clocks. My alarm clock on my phone has math that it makes me do before it stops so that I get up and don't just nice. hit the button and go back to sleep. And nice. I'm going to have to figure out how to make it give me more harder math problems because I'm starting to get to the point where I can do the, the easy math in my sleep. But anyway, when I was a teenager, we went to a camp. Now, I was getting sick. We didn't realize I had asthma. I was getting uh, pneumonia. We didn't realize it. Ooh. And so and I was like, make it worse. I was like bad sick. And it was like, a winter camp so it was cold and so we were in these rooms on bunk beds we were in our own private room so everybody that i knew was around me it wasn't like we were just in the the long hall ones but i was so hard asleep when it was time to get up they drug my mattress out of the room (laughs) with me on it i stood up i grabbed the mattress i walked back in and i Half put it on the bed, and I was still asleep. Yeah, there's pictures. People, okay, I've I've that, done some sleepwalking myself, but there are people that it's you can do that. The too there are heavy sleepers. Not yeah. everybody's like that. That would be a fair a fair rebuttal, Celeste. Except for the fact that there's three different people. You can't tell me they all yeah, have the same that's, that's, yeah. level of sleep. And then with Vicky, this is her first time out in the wilderness apparently so you're not going to be sleeping well to begin with so i point of order point of order nothing she over she had a long <laughs> long hike and she did a lot to, she was uh, could have been very exhausted tired and you, very tired no no no. she has all these yeah. bug bites you're not sleeping through that i'm gonna be itching all night no no no, no. i i refuse to believe that she's gonna sleep hard She's gonna be woken up by the slightest thing because well, oh my gosh, ah, wilderness nature, it's all over me. It's it's gonna it's wake up. It's in her the up. script, so there you go. <laughs> Truer words were never said. Plot armor. All right, plot plot uh uh sleep uh aids. I get it. Okay, fine. Well, that's still my treasure maker. Is that it? Just seems completely. We're talking about. Ashley was saying how suspension of disbelief with the accent. 
this was totally I could not suspend my disbelief that yeah. these people would not wake yeah. up. Okay. Regardless. And 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 how many movies have you slept through, Francisco? <laughs> you did not wake up. <laughs> wow. All the noise going on. Wow, with the low blows. Pull your punches a little, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> but Paul, uh, don't pull your punches for your tragic maker. What's yours for okay. parent trap? What was almost my tragic maker is the idea that they set this up. Hey, you got to go on this camping trip and then we'll tell you. And then the mom does it. And then they tell her anyway. I'd be like, sorry, that's not the deal. What are you doing? But that aside, um, I had said this is it been over 20. There's my beeper again. Sorry. Just wait a minute. Commissioner Gordon, use the bat signal. It's more silent. Anyway, this had been uh at least 25 years since I've seen this. I had last I seen it was on the standard definition, the the small television. I've owned the uh, the HD version for a couple of years now. I just haven't watched it. So when I saw it this time, it was in the glorious HD. Um, I didn't realize how often I could tell the double who was not Haley Mills in this um now i was kind of looking for it i admit it just because it was like fun like trying to catch all like oh how did they do this kind of stuff um but i thought there were several shots where they used the double instead of the split screen and i thought the movie suffered for it and um that you could tell that it was a double and not Haley mills and i i thought it was like you know what take the extra time redo the scene re, re reshoot it again with Haley mills on the other side and have it look, make it look now there were some great moments like when they both had the cake on their face you know i thought that was great and i can understand like when the the two are in the far you know they're in the background like that's fine but there were some ones where it it was kind of obvious uh that i wish that they had reshot again and put Haley back in What's funny about that, though, Paul, is at least according to IMDb trivia, is that when uh, Walt Disney saw the the process shots for the Parent Trap and how well it looks, he's like, "Do some more of those," because he liked he thought it worked really well. Oh, there would have been less. Yeah, well, there yeah, been Disney less, exactly. needed, needed to be more involved. Come on. <laughs> um, uh, I was I was trying to look up so we could give her some credit. The the actress oh, who the was the because it was here. I felt kind of bad in all the promos. They never promoted her, you know, because well, they always said Haley Mills in it twice. Well, she was she was actually um, uh, she, oh Susan Henning. She there actually took on the role as Haley Mills' double. Um, but her, her contract, she signed away her rights to be credited. Um, but at the rap party, Walt Disney presented her with the small statue of Donald Duck, calling the ducks uh, called the duckster in recognition of the best unseen performance on film. So nice. she at least got a duck trophy. I guess that's <laughs> something. Um, but okay, so you, you're you upset that they didn't do more of the Haley Mills and actually Haley Mills together. Yeah, there were, there were times when you're looking for it, you can tell. And I mean, there are times where you can tell like at the backdrop, but um, like, for example, when they're both laughing at the... Uh, 
they're in the when they're camping at the end and they're laughing at Vicky falling into the lake. It's a straight on shot of the double laughing facing you and Haley Mills is turned away and then she turns and it's her. It's like most of the shot is on the double rather than Haley Mills. Oh, I didn't know that. It should have been twice. Oh. Well, that's what I'm saying. Okay. A lot of it, it, it was my own thing where yeah. I was kind of looking for that. Yeah. But that's an example where it's like, okay, you wanted the shot of them laughing. That was a terrible one to use But if you're looking for that kind of thing. Gotcha. All right. That's that's very fair, guys. And now that we've all entered our trajectories into the firing computer, uh, Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Yes, somewhere. Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. All right, guys. Do we rate The Parent Trap, 1961, the original ver- Actually, I think there was a version before. No. There was, sorry. It's based on a book. It's based on a book, but apparently there's another film that came out that this is very, almost the identical plot to, regardless. Oh, really? Yeah. There's a twin movie about the twin movies? No, it's, you're all looking And they up. go to Hawaii on, on their honeymoon. Hold on. I'll try to <laughs> find it. There's triplets in those later movies. Thank you. There yes. Are. Yes. There are. There, the movie called again, IMDb trivia, grain of salt. Uh, so apparently, the movie Twice Blessed from 1945, which is an MGM film, uh, the plot is nearly identical to uh, this movie, apparently. So interesting. I've never heard of Twice Blessed, but uh, yeah. I guess it's very similar. Regardless, given all now that we've wait, two identical is split up. Who have been split up since their parents divorced seven years before. Oh, this is the synopsis? The twins are very different. Stephanie is shy but brilliant. So that's what I was saying. Maybe back then it was more common. Oh, to have them split. Yeah, maybe it was. All right. Maybe. Fair point. Regardless, talking about Parent Trap, 1961. Oh, not twice blessed? No. (laughs) Wrong podcast. How do we rate this film? A classic, we'd recommend anyone go see this film, whether or not they've seen it before. A nostalgic, if you saw it as a kid, yeah, definitely worth your time to revisit it and just sort of uh, bask in the nostalgia of it. But if you've never seen it before, eh, probably give it a pass. Or a tragic, it's not worth anyone's time today, whether or not you've seen it before. And if you have seen it before, don't re-watch it because you'll sully any good memories you have of it. All right, so let's go around and let's start with Ashley this time. What is your final reign for The Parent Trap? A tragic. I could not believe it. That's very surprising. All right. I'll write that down, though. Stop putting words in my mouth. <laughs> Let me sorry, explain I, I myself. I thought I heard something. I thought I heard something. I'm sorry. Okay. Go, go ahead. Ashley. It actually is still a nostalgic for me, although there are more and more things upon rewatching that could make me eventually end up calling it tragic but for now it's nostalgic um maybe as i keep rewatching and i and i see all these things that paul pointed out and it becomes very obvious and i start just thinking about it more and more and more to the point where it just drives me batty and i focus on all the things that i don't like instead of the things that i do it ultimately could be that but for now nostalgic just because i have such fond memories watching this with my mother and my grandmother growing up and we would sing let's get together together um because we had we had disney sing-along songs and you would follow the bouncing ball and this that particular song from the movie 
is on Disney Sing Along Songs, and we would sing it together. And even though I'm not too keen on the song now, I have those memories, and they'll stay with me all the days of my life. So nostalgic all the way. Aw, very I'll tell good. you what. If you watch the sequels, two, three, and Hawaiian Vacation more and more, you'll you'll appreciate this one and might even push it to a class. Of that I am oh. sure, because they're pretty darn bad. <laughs> so that's how you do it, Paul. I see, I see. Uh, Celeste, let's go to you next. What is your final rating for the I'm going to keep with my prediction of a classic. A classic? Because... Okay. Is even with everything that's going on, you know, it's a, it's a good movie. It's a wholesome movie. It's funny. There's some great acting in it, um, and it would be something I would share with others. Very good. That leaves uh, Paul and myself. Let's go with Paul first. What's your you you predicted classic? What's yes. your final reign? Tragic. So after, oh my yeah, goodness! What it, a turn! I was <laughs> amazed. It was hearing it was, things. I'm sorry. I'm hearing seriously. Things, I was amazed. Because when I watched this, like I said, it had been 25 years. I would I had seen this several times before then, and I would often fast forward the beginning because it was so slow and and uh, slow boring. and boring. Yes, <laughs> but as soon as it came on the song, I enjoyed every single minute of this film. So the nostalgic goggles were on so tight I could barely see the flaws. As I mentioned before, it's, it's a classic for me. I'd recommend it to everybody. If recommended is even a word. Recommended. <laughs> you, you sure you don't want to go with nostalgic, Paul? I'm absolutely 100% positively sure. You know, and I had, I saw the, the Lindsay Lohan remake once in the theaters and never really had any desire to watch it mm -hmm. again. Sorry for the people that do like it. But after watching this, I really want to watch that again oh, and compare see, it yeah, yeah. now. Yes. Yeah. And and I haven't yet because I've been waiting. I didn't want to get it mixed oh, up with sure, my memories sure, sure. for this podcast. Yeah, so yeah. I'm looking forward to watching that, which is rare for me. That I is mean, rare. Wow. Well, okay. Jesus. Make it. Uh, I feel like this is like three times in a row or something. Um, or was it? Yeah, I don't Hold know, on. but with two classics, even if you do a tragic, it's not that. Uh... <laughs> hold, no, hold on, hold on. So we did. Are you doing math again? Here we go. Bite me, Paul. Give me a second. There it is. Bingo. No, okay. So, okay. So no, we did have liar liar. That was unanimous classic between these. But apparently, we're having a quite the the run of ties because I rate this nostalgic. It was I was. I was trepidatious, but I had fun, and I could see watching this again. It was it was enjoyable. Um, it wasn't. It there was a lot that I was like, <laughs> I that made it. It didn't it didn't hit classic at all for me. Um, it's the sixties. Maybe that's it. Yeah, there's is is like the highs were high and the lows were just like middling, especially that green screen that was not right at all, and uh, and. And the, um, what was my treasure maker again? Oh, yeah, all the prank stuff that I, you still can't convince me that that would work. Um, but regardless, uh, nostalgic for me. So, given that, uh, we are at a tie with two classics and two nostalgics. So, it's up to you, our Rewind Republic, our patrons at the $5 higher level. Uh, let's go to you and see what you voted for the parent trap. Francisco from the past, what do they say? 
Thank you, Francisco, from the past. And uh, thanks to our patrons at the Rewinder Republic level. Uh, they they were kind of split on their decision, but if I take their votes into consideration and then our votes into consideration, I would say it's safe to assume The Parent Trap 1961 is a disputed nostalgic film. Uh, re- that's the Retro Rewind podcast review. Uh, we'd recommend if you have fond memories of it, definitely it's worth rewatching. But if you've never seen it, probably watch maybe a, another version or something else entirely. Back to Francisco and crew from the past. What? Really? Well, I guess huh. I guess I could see that. Well, yeah. there you have it, folks. Yeah. All right. Well, good to know. Thank you again for, for helping us decide that, uh, patrons. All right, guys. Well, I guess with that, it's time to get back to our own time. Good old 20XX. 20XX. Comsat online. Receiving incoming transmission. Feels good to be back, but we wouldn't have been able to travel back to 1961 to begin with if it weren't for our amazing reflux capacitors, namely Jared Holzhauer, Deborah Powers, Brian Keating, Patrick Hicks, LJ Lowry, Chris Cowan, The Feel and Film Podcast, Chris Owens, Geek Devotions, oh, one of them's right here, uh, The Untold Woo! Podcast, Mrs. Lomax, James Kinnison, Drew of the Cellcast, Ashley Cronenbitter, oh, she's here too. Pastor Deucin, Kenneth and Redeemed Utaku, Ryan Lingle, That's Our Babo, Josh Adams, D. Tungsten, Andy Lewis, and Jeff, in addition to four other awesome patrons as well. Thank you uh, for fighting crime in a future time, and also for keeping the gigawatts coming. And if you want to help keep us flying for as little as $1 a month and get bonus content for your generosity, head over to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash support to help us grow via Patreon, Subscribestar, or PayPal. This stream is sponsored by PaulJPowers.com. And while we're thanking our supporters, we also want to give a big twice the hug because, you know, they're twins. Anyway, to... Ashley and Celeste for joining us and supporting us with their thoughts and about the parent trap tonight. And uh, let's begin with Ashley begins with an A. So where can people find you online? Is there anything cool that's that you're doing that people should know about? Nothing really to promote at this time, but you can definitely find me on Instagram and on Twitter at APK1186. I like to post pictures of my cat my nerdy collections like enamel pins and Funko Pops that I like to tweet about Jesus and all things nerdy like video games and anime, whatever's on my mind. <laughs> Are you still going through the entire uh, Star Wars stuff? That kind of burned out on that, but I think it's time that I should probably revisit that. I stopped. Yeah. I want to say I stopped and started and then stopped and then I never started again. So... Yeah, so you're in between. Yeah, I'm okay. in between, and I, I know that I was on season four of Clone Wars, and it just really picks up okay. pace from what folks have told me, so I think it's time I buckled myself back in. Yeah, you got to prepare for the new um ep- the new seasons of, uh, what's that one from Rogue One? Anyway, are you excited about that? I'm excited about All that. All Star Wars, anyway. bring it on. <laughs> yeah. Are you and talking also, about Bad Batch? Yeah, yes. Bad Batch is coming up. People should look yeah. forward to Bad Batch so, is from Clone Wars. Yeah. Are they in the Clone Wars? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. I don't. All I know is I haven't seen Clone Wars. Well, I saw that horrible CGI movie back oh, no. when it came out. But um, I know it's linked to Rogue One. I think. But Celeste, same question to you. Where can people find you online? Is there anything cool that you're doing that people should know? 
You can find me under anything on all the socials at Geek anything Devotions. Oh, at Geek <laughs> Devotions. Okay. Um, you can also listen to me play a very southern character on uh, playing games with strangers. So Ooh. we have some pretty good storytelling that goes there, and a lot of people who are a lot more talented than me doing voices. So it's fun to listen to. Oh, we should have them on. This just in. A new patron has arrived. Thank you for fine crime in the future time, little Ronin. Woohoo! Welcome. Never mind. Yeah, this Welcome is the, the this cool is a first, so we're not sure where to go from here. But thank you. Thank Welcome you, to Ronin. the cool club, little Ronin. Exactly. Yeah, the cool club. That's what we'll call it. The Rad Rewinder Community. Indeed. Uh, let's see. So thank you all again so much, Ashley, Celeste, Paul, for helping review this movie. And a hearty thanks to those of you listening for the first time, and of course all of you who are a part of our Rad Rewinder community, which Paul just mentioned. You all who watch us live every week, whether you, we are recording this podcast or I'm playing retro games, are such an amazing group of people helping us helping sustain the pod. But if you're looking for ways to get involved in growing this Retro Rewind endeavor, reach out to us on social media where we are at Retro Rewind Pod pretty much everywhere. You could buy some of our merch, Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Become a monthly patron uh, or simply just share your favorite episode of the podcast with a friend so that more people can enjoy the content of the Retro Rewind pod. I'm not saying a word, not one single word, but you've been listening to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 223, our review of The Parent Trap with me as your XO, PaulJPowers.com. You can find me and all my socials at pauljpowers.com but i'm not saying a word not one single word uh-huh well thank you for being an amazing friend paul even though apparently you're not saying any word no interruptions apparently from this point forward good good to know uh and thank you for uh, ha- uh being on this another fun voyage with me i have been and continue to be the captain of the pod francisco ruiz find me on twitter at fx retro underscore especially if you need pixel artwork commissioned Speaking of commissions, we've been commissioned to announce. Are you sure we want to say commission? Because that's a lot of commissions. Are we sure we want to say? It's the segue I chose. Just go with it. <laughs> All right. We've been paid to tell you but, that no, we, we are part. It's not. No. That's what a commission is. We're not paid. We're paid in like we get mentioned on as in other spirit play and another Christian Key Central podcast. Well, that's why I'm not saying a word. But I will <laughs> say that we are part of geek uh, the christian geek central network at christiangeekcentral.com so but again i'm not saying a word thank you xo and thank you all for listening we really do pray that you are more joyful now than when you first hit play but like a pokemon we gotta catch you all for pew pew mega man 2 our next episode of the retro rewind podcast Retro Rewind Mission Complete. Proceed to Nav Point Omega and return to base. Not one single word.